What are you doing? Giving you half my cookie. Better you. Why? Make you feel better. Jesus. Scared of everything, but I'm making it punk a small town. I only drink to get drunk, don't go out much. Come on, let's get to it. I'm way too obsessed with death to do any drugs. Six girls on Hey, question. Did you know James Harden is, uh, you haven't heard this yet on the internet, but he get, may get traded because he doesn't like, because he wants to go play with Daryl Morey in Philly. Have you heard about that? Or have you not watched Sports Center at any time in the last fucking 19 years? I mean, just fucking trade him already. He does not want to be there. Or Daryl Morey really wants me. I don't fucking know. Just fucking, ugh. This is like, this is why I like the Warriors. No drama. Just fucking play basketball. I know Daryl loves him. Daryl Morey fucking loves James Harden. Crazy. But as Draymond Green said when he quoted the, when talking about Daryl Morey, quoting the, I think it's a Lil Wayne song. Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne. Sorry. Real G's move in silence. Daryl Morey, not a real G. Talk shit about the Warriors get hit, son. Um, but yeah, obviously Harden's a great player. Do I like him with Joel Embiid? I guess if you want to have two of the top, let's say, 18 players in the league currently right now and just see if it makes it work. I like Bradley Beal a little more on that team, but um, I don't know. Do I have to move Seth Curry? It's complicated. If I'm Brooklyn, I want Ben Simmons and I want Seth Curry and I want give me give me some picks. Give me some picks because it's like, hey, your guy, I'm not sure if he's going to play next year. He could just leave on me. I know my guy play only plays on one side of the ball, James Harden. I only know that he plays on one side of the ball, but your guy doesn't play on any side of the ball right now. I need Seth Curry back. And currently on in that Philly team, Seth Curry is kind of the second best player in my opinion. I know Tobias, but to- Tobias Harris. See the thing about the fucking Seventy Sixers and especially players like t- Tobias Harris, they're so volatile that like once you get into like a playoff series with them, it's just like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna get. It's like the opposite of Clay Thompson. It's like Game Seven. I know Clay Thompson's gonna fucking show up and show out. Like there's like the, when the Warriors played the Nets last week and the, uh, Clay Thompson had a struggling shooting performance. But then he had to hit, like, two incredible shots to win the game, including that kind of fadeaway three. That wasn't a complete fadeaway, but kind of like a fadeback three off the curly, uh, the curry pick. It's like that shot is way too big for Klay Thompson to miss it. Way too big. Okay, I wanted to come on here and talk about um, what I think. And this is the only podcast in the history of podcasts that's going to be doing this. Um, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl, which is on Sunday. This is the only Super Bowl preview. Now, what do I think is going to happen? Um, my, my heart my heart wants me to go with uh, Joe Cool and the Cincinnati Bengals. But I really do think that um, having four... This is just from my, from my point of view. Just a man in his apartment who watches football and sometimes loads up NFL game pass to see what the fuck is actually happening. The Cincinnati Bengals major flaw is what their offensive line. 
I think, honestly, even though they gave up nine sacks against Kansas City, I don't really think they played that bad. Because Kansas City rushes. Obviously, they have Frank Clark and Chris Jones, and you have two man beaters. But they do kind of pass rush as a group. From what I'm watching, they're more a systematic pass rush. And um, a lot of TEs and... um, you know why the Titans game? I felt they were way more dominant um, on the defensive line was because the the Titans have four pass rushers: Autry, Harold, um, Simmons. I don't remember if Dupree was playing, but they have they had four guys who could all win vertically one on one, and they were dominating. And if you can get four guys where it's just one on one, let's let's play vertical, and we can get to Joe Burrow, then we can, then we can't because against a, a systematic pass rush, you can kind of scheme against that if you're Cincinnati, and you saw them have more success with that in the second half, even though there was still pressure getting to. Them. But for Cincinnati standards, they didn't play too bad. Um, the now when you're talking about game wreckers and four people who can get vertical. I don't know if I like um, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Bon Miller, Gaines, and then the other... Why am I missing? They have one other guy. I'm blanking on his name who rotates with Gaines. And he's like a good... And he's a big name. What the fuck is that? I don't know. You fucking Google it. Now, they're going to dominate on that front. The it's a very cliched thing to say, but it's like I don't want to bet against Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, and it's like I don't want to bet against Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow because he's had the, all these sack games, and he was tw- down twenty-one to three in Arrowhead, and it's like that shit runs through your quarterback. So my gut is my gut is telling me the Rams because I think their defensive line can just dominate, and their offensive line. Oh man, Hendrickson versus Whitworth is going to be an interesting battle. Can Whitworth go through the game? You know, Cup's gonna Cup's gonna get his targets and his catches. Um, it's like we're okay with Cup getting one forty in a touchdown, but if Odell goes for one ten in a touchdown, and Michelle goes for seventy five, and Akers goes for fifty on the ground, that's where you get worried if you're Cincinnati. But um, Cincinnati Cincinnati's defense and their coaching staff has um, proven their worth through the initial games uh, and through the playoffs. It's interesting what's going to happen because you almost have tangibles versus intangibles. Um, I feel like we know where we're going to get from Stafford. Can McVay get out of his own way is one question that comes up in my mind. And then Who's going to jump the first? Can any any team jump each other quickly? Because the Rams have a tendency to jump people. And um, if the Bengals can jump the uh, Rams and get up early, they do have... They do. Once they get into that third and fourth quarter, they do have a real, real you know, I'm not going to say system, but, like, uh, they've got a back who gets better as the game goes on. Joe Mixon in the in that Chiefs game, as the game went on, he got better. 
you know, pound it for three, 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 four, five, six, three, 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 three. And then you get the eight yards, and then you get the nine, and then you get the twelves, and you get the eighteens. And um they've got a four minute back. Now the Rams, they just gotta maybe just live through the air even if they jump them, because they don't have when they have the when they have the threat of passing in their on their in their offense, then they can run the ball. But once they're completely we need to run and the Rams also make the big mistake every single game they can't get out of their own way I, that's that's the thing that scares me off of them um I just blew my nose and you didn't hear it because of technology all right um I um why who would I pick I think I got like the Rams we're gonna make a definitive pick I got the Rams Let's say 16 to 10. 16 to 10. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Watch it be like 44 to 6, like 44 to 42. I think the Rams like 16. I don't know. I don't think. I th- I just don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to score on them. I don't know why. They almost have the perfect defense to play the um, the Bengals. Because you can pass rush Joe Burrow, you have a you you can go one. You don't have to double chase like Kansas City or Tennessee was doing. You could just put Ramsey on him, and then you kind of have to just limit Hig- Higgins. Is so good though. He's so fucking long, and he makes every single catch you need to extend a drive. Every single time there's a third and six that will lead to points. Every single time, oh, he he catches it. But if you can um, do the Bill Belichick cliche thing of go one on one on the main guy and then double cover the, uh, or no, go yeah, you know what the fuck I'm saying, Ramsey on on Chase and then kind of push your defense over towards. I'm just thinking about it. Who's the third? Oh, Tyler Boyd. He's another one of those guys who sneakily can go for 160 yards. I don't fucking know. It's all about like six plays in the game. That's what it always is. I got the Rams sixteen to ten. Um, I just don't think, I don't think uh, Cincinnati can pull it out. But I kind of hope they do. I'm rooting for them. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, let's look it up. Let's go on. Let's go on. You know what we're gonna we're on ESPN.com. Let's see what the fuck's happening in the sports world. The San Diego Padres. Oh, the Saints hired Dennis Allen as head coach, staying within the building. What else is happening? Texans expected to hire Lovey Smith as head coach. Nice. Um, MLB stops testing players for steroid use? After nearly 20 years? The Major League Major League Baseball has, te- has stopped testing players for steroid for steroids for the first time in nearly 20 years due to the expiration of the sports drug agreement. Two familiar, two people familiar to the sports drug, joint drug program told the Associated Press. Mmm. Fucking Matt Chapman on roids. Dude, if I was far fucking juice myself up, I was in the MLB right now. Duke versus UVA. Uh, minus seven. P- put it in. Um. Dude, I just don't give a fuck about some of this shit. 
most fascinating NIL deal. Who the fuck goes on ESPN.com? I go on ESPN Plus because I like to li- I like to read Zach Lowe. Um, high injury rate. What the fuck? All right, cops. Video backs allegations against Alvin Kamara. Texans hire Lovey Smith. MLB stops testing players. Auburn expanding injury inquiry into Harson's first year. I don't fucking know what that means. Lamelo. Oh, fucking Dejounte. All right, I actually know what to talk about. Now, I just blew my nose again. Technology. You didn't hear it. All right, I've got a fascination with the NBA, right? I've, I have it. I don't know what it's been in the last, like, two years, but I fucking love the NBA. And I love certain players. And um, I don't like talking about the NBA because everybody talks about the NBA. And I just don't give a fuck about what other people say about the NBA. And I don't want other people to know that I like the NBA because I don't want to hear how much how much like I don't want to hear I live in San Diego I don't want to fucking hear Lakers opinions I don't want I don't have Lakers opinions I just want to fucking watch now obviously I'm a Golden State Warriors fan and if I were to say who are my top 15 players my top my 15 favorite players in the NBA I would probably go 1 through 15 the Ra- the Warriors current roster now 16 I get I get infatuated by I don't even know if that's the right way to say it by certain players in the MLB the the NFL, the any sports, right? Give you an example, Charlie Morton. I fucking love Charlie Morton. Do you know who Charlie Morton is? Probably not because you don't watch 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 baseball. And guess who's not going to watch baseball for a while? All of us because fucking the MLB is stupid as fuck. Because I don't know, they should. They're currently in the lockout for no reason. For no reason. Is there a reason? They're going to tell you there's reasons. They're not. There isn't reasons. Um. Juice the gills. Maybe Barry Bond should come back. All right. Charlie Morin, big time pitcher. Love him. Um, I'll give you a NFL player. I'm randomly upset. Cooper Cup before the season. I have Cooper Cup autographed rookie cards that I bought for like $12 and then I was selling them for like 400 Why? Because I loved him at Eastern Washington. Why was I, wa- why was I watching Eastern Washington football at the time? Because I had nothing to do and I knew he was going to be good. Um, yeah, certain players like j- great example, great great example. The Los Angeles Chargers have a player on their team, Jalen Guyton. You probably don't know who he is. I fuck, I get obsessed with him. I love, I fucking love Jalen Guyton to my core. I love him, and for no reason particularly, I just get infatuated by these players. Now, I've got a new obsession. And he hails from Australia. His name is Josh Giddy. And he's on a one with the sixth pick. If you follow the NBA, you obviously know who he is. But he won with the sixth pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I remember Ryan Rosillo talking about him. Giddy, he's got some game to him. He's got some feel to him. That's that's what that's what you that's what you heard. But I wasn't really watching it. I wasn't really watching. I watched a couple of mixtapes. I was like, oh, this guy really has vision. Um, but then I started watching him in the NBA, and immediately I had a um what would you would uh? How would you infatuate? How would you uh? How infatuate? I think I used that earlier. How would you phrase it? Um, a basketball orgasm watching him play. My mind was just blown. 
the vision, he just, I don't know how to fucking say it. He just fucking sees it. There's people like Jokic, you could tell early on. I remember my brother telling me about Jokic like six years ago. He's like, he fucking sees it. He fucking sees it. He fucking sees it. That's why we got the Jokic rookie cards and the autographs. Because we knew he saw it before other people knew he saw it. We knew. And we know Giddy fucking sees it. Giddy, he, like, they were playing the Mavericks, like, a week ago, right? I think it's 101-103. And there's an inbound, right? Josh Giddy has it. With his eyes, he redirects, um, uh, why am I thinking the guy's name is Jason Tate? No, that's the guy on the Rockets. What's this guy's name? Let's look at the Thunder roster. It's that one guy. I fucking love him. Kendrick Williams. I think it was Kendrick Williams. He moves him with his eyes. And just the most dime pass. The most on the dot. And if you watch him, a lot of times when I'm watching them, it's like like 5.25 p.m. I'm, I'm at work, and I'm just watching the Oklahoma City Thunder down by 14, and Josh Giddy just in transition making ridiculous passes. And I've got an obsession with He's so weird. He's a little too long to be a point guard and not too big enough to be a like a, a setter or power forward, but he's just in that perfect mix. And it's like if this guy was on a ball like uh like in Draymond Green role, or if God forbid the Warriors had him, um well one pick earlier, but we like Kaminga. But you know, he had and Lamelo has it. He knows like they know they just see the fucking game and you're like this guy in four years when he's like 22 or 23 they're just gonna go up another level they have the thing where they could control the pace of the game it's something burrow has burrow like he he hits all the small plays and he's just consistently moving his team forward it's what brady brady made his life off of dump off passes and then into the splash. He just consistently moves his team forward. Morant controls the pace of the fucking game. Morant is a genius. It's all about controlling that pace. God forbid I, I give uh, James Harden a compliment, but the thing about Harden that's imp- that was impressive during his run was he figured out in his mind how to win basketball games. There's so many possessions I'll control the pace of the game. I'll manipulate the rule book a little bit or use the rule book in my in the gray area of the rule book to my advantage. And is it going to be likable to watch? No. But am I going to win 60 basketball games? Yes. And he saw it when he was in his prime. Jokic sees it. Giddy. Josh fucking Giddy. That guy sees it. Like take six, seven point guard. Take Take a guy... Same kind of, I guess you can put him in the, in a different type. Actually, not not even not even comparable. A- Alexander Pokashevsky doesn't see it. He's just there. He's there for to get shots. It's kind of what's concerning about Cleveland trading for um, Karis Levert. I like Karis Levert. I don't think you can not like Karis Levert's game. He's very talented. But the thing about Karis Levert is. I don't know if there's a, there's there's players like this in the NBA who through the first like I am not surprised if Karis LeVert in a game scores 42 points 
backbone misses the be- the the game winning shot because he's one of those players who in the biggest moments is like I'm the only talented player in the on my team and neglects the the right play the the the, the right pass he's not willing to give it up in a sense and the Cavs currently what makes them kind of special is the Cavs do need someone to get into the hole and you know take a load off Garland because he doesn't really have that much help without uh Rubio on the team anymore. They need they need a player like that. Now, um, that's why I think they went after Levert rather than um, Eric Gordon. So, moving, but um, talking about, but everybody on the Cavs, if you watch them play, whether it's Garland, um, Mobley, Allen, even Kevin, Kevin Love coming off the bench, Laurie Marketing, they all are part of a system and they all see the open play all the time. I don't know if, if they can teach that to Karis Levert, then they've got a special team on their hands because that kid is immensely talented. I'm just worried that with against the Raptors in a seven-game series, game seven, down two, last possession, that Karis Levert is going to have the ball and he's not even going to... He's not even. It's not even going to be in his mind that hey, I could. I have Mobley. I can give it to. You. I have Jared Allen, who's also on my team. I can maybe uh, be a number two in this situation and maybe let Garland make create for me. It's just like, like, like there was a game that it was in the bubble. The Brooklyn Nets were playing when Levert was on his team. Um, and he scored I think like thirty eight points. I forget it was against. But he he was he was the only reason they were in the game, and then with the last, and then they were down last possession of the game, he missed the big. He took such a difficult shot, and it's, and and when you saw like the bigger picture, and you know looked looked at the play in hindsight, um, he had shooters open. But that's what Karis Levert's game currently is, and Karis Levert I'm pretty sure is right now 24, 25, and that he's still plenty young and you view and if you mold him if bigger staff i think it's bigger staff right can mold him into the to a player you've got a, a system player and that's not a bad thing a part of the system i love clay thompson i think clay thompson's hall of famer all the stuff he's part of the Warriors system but once you can become an all-star and then a superstar and then a hall of famer in your own role within the a steph curry offense or in this case a Jared Allen, Darius Garland offense, then you've got something special on your hands. It's the reason why Andrew Wiggins is an an all-star. Obviously, circumstances and injuries and stuff to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George gave him the opportunity to start, but he's an all-star in his own role, and that's what gave him gave him uh, gave him the opportunity to start. Now, did K-pop fans kind of help him? Now that's a conspiracy theory. I'm down for. Uh, who else am I like? Who else do I like to watch? Um, uh, I kind of went down a couple of games where I watched the Rockets. Jalen Green is. Um, I don't know if I was expecting more because, you know, Evan Mobley was such a highly regarded prospect coming out 
that I kind of expected more from Jalen Green that because they took him over him and didn't consider and everything out of uh, Houston was um, reading on the athletic that they didn't really they didn't really consider taking Mobley and that kind of um, like I understand the Cade pick I like Cade it's like that guy can that guy's floor in a way is like a top seventy five player in the NBA um, and you can see it immediately when he got a, when he came back from injury and got comfortable within like 10 games you're like this guy this guy again he he has it um i don't know if jalen green has it he kind of seems all over the place obviously he's a two more than a one um and you would like to see him kind of play with someone who can create for him that would be interesting but Obviously, too early to write the book. I, the Warriors rookies, Kaminga and, and Moody, I fucking un, Moody's just, you know, he's he's gonna be rock solid for the Warriors for a while, um, and then Kaminga is just the splash plays, and he's kind of like coming. He's like he's in the perfect situation for that type of talent, because. Kaminga could easily be on the Timberwolves right now or say, give me a fucking shitty team, the Orlando Magic, and take, like, a million shots a game and score 30 points. Because you saw, you they've had a couple of these games where it's just Kaminga, like the Spurs game, where it's just their role players, the Warriors, and they still look solid. There was a game in, um, in, in Toronto, and they look solid, man. But it's like this kid is in the perfect situation because he's playing hard on defense. He's understanding how to play with Steph Curry. He, he has all the athleticism in the world. Steve Kerr also threw out a Giannis comparison with him. He threw out that name. And Steve Kerr doesn't do that with rookies. Steve Kerr is very hesitant to praise these people, to praise um, rookies. And even when they drafted Kaminga, he was like, we'll wait and see. But... Um, and then Moody in his spot starts. It's just like he plays solid defense. He hustles. He's um, and then he hits his open threes. Um, for some reason, I kind of put um, like my rookie rankings this year. I would go for me, for me personally, I would put in the top tier. I would put Scotty Barnes. I would put Giddy. I'd put Scotty Barnes number one. I'd put Giddy number two. And then um, kind of in that tier. Actually, not ranking them. Like, who would I rather? I, I think you have to take Scotty Barnes over everybody. Um, tier one, Giddy's bias. But I would put Barnes, Giddy, Mobley. Next tier, I think you got to go Cade, Kaminga. I would put Kaminga in a tier of his, of his own because he's just the only one on a really good team you got to put uh, Franz Wagner and then you got to put um, I don't know I think Jalen Green hasn't played well enough who's the guy on the, who's the 24 year old guy on the New Orleans Pelicans that guy's good you got to put him he plays great defense New Orleans Pelicans roster I always forget these guys names Who's the rookie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, like another guy who's good is that um, Duarte kid in um, 
Herb Jones. Yeah, like Herb Jones, Duarte. They're just solid players, man. They're good, fun players. Um, but yeah, I think my Scotty Barnes is the Scotty Barnes and Mobley are the best two players. I would take Scotty Barnes over Mobley. I just fucking love Scotty Barnes. Um, wow, just the talent you you're seeing this talent pool in the NBA rise. That's kind of why you see the East is so tight, and after even the West, after the first three teams. Like, Portland is still in it. They're the 10th seed. And the talent is, like, so... It's just, like, it's even. Even the, like, it's even in... Because the talent is high. But when you have these teams that have this talent and good roster construction, like um, the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks... um, the fucking 76ers. I like, I obviously we like Joel Embiid, but I can't stand Daryl Morey. I just, I fucking, all right. Whatever. I fucking hate Daryl Morey. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Once, once you see these teams with great roster construction, they, they kind of elevate. And the, the other teams still have great talent. Even like the New Orleans Pelicans, who suck in the beginning of the year. They're playing five, they're playing, they're playing over 500 ball since Christmas. And they have great time. Brandon Ingram is a great player. Devontae Graham is, you can score with the best of them. Do I want him taking all my shots every single game? No. Um, yeah. So that was a Super Bowl update, even though we talked about basketball for like 20 minutes. All right. I think that was good enough, right? Not good enough, but that was good. Um, do I have anything else I want to talk about? The Raiders, I will do a Raiders podcast later, but um, I was quite happy with uh, the Patrick Graham hire at defensive coordinator. Are you happy with the Patrick Graham hire at defense coordinator? Let me know in the comments below. Subscribe, this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah. TV recommendation real quick. TV recommendation real quick as we close it. There's a show on Amazon Prime called As We See It. As We See It. Um, it stars that one. It starts Rick, fucking, um, and Sosie, who plays the emo chicken. Thirteen Reasons Why, and the, and the mom in uh, Merritt Easttown. Whoa, the music's here, so that's a cue to stop, right? All right, yeah, go watch that show. As we see on Amazon Prime, that's a great show. What else have I watched? I watched all the Hunger Games. I think I would talked about that on the last podcast. I don't know. I'm reading a book. I started reading again. I'm in. I'm three books deep in 2022. COVID kind of hindered that. I was trying to go for 60, but I think I'm going to get like 22. I'm reading a Jerry West. I'm almost done with the Jerry West, West by West. Biography. It's so entertaining. The NBA was so different. It fucked up, but kind of cool. Do, do, do. All right, bye.